2021 has come to an end. What a year it has been. For me personally, in spite of the challenges, this has been a very exciting year. It has definitely required me to find a lot of energy to push forward. I have had to dig deep into my Finnish sisu to get through the obstacles when we have been building our new startup business Venla. However, professionally, the year has been fulfilling, successful and purposeful. Now, this has meant that this podcast, Nordic Insights, has been on the back burner. To my surprise, there have been over 17,000 unique downloads after 30 episodes. It has been super exciting to meet and get to know this amazing, talented, interesting Nordic or Nordic-inspired people and learn about their journeys to success. To my sincere thank you to you, the listeners. Hopefully, you have found these interviews as interesting as I have. My plan is to continue in 2022 and to bring forward more fresh Nordic success stories. Until then, Happy New Year and stay safe. Shirt om day, birahuolta. Now to my guest, a young, very ambitious and very talented Finnish chef who has made her way from near the Russian border in Finland to Sydney, Kati Turkia. This is her story. P.S. The recording has been done just before Christmas. Welcome back to Nordic Insights. I am extremely excited today to introduce you to Kati Turkia, who is a Finnish chef who lives here in Australia, in Sydney. And she has very interesting career from coming from eastern part of Finland to Australia. Welcome, Kati. Uh, great to have you on board uh, my podcast. Thank you so much, Satu, for inviting me. Uh, I'm super honored to be part of your podcast, and I'm super excited. Great. Now, let's start with your journey from Finland. You actually are coming from the same region where I come from in the eastern part of Finland and so can you talk about how that food became your profession so if you can tell about your your journey. So I'm from a very very small town in southeast Finland very close to Russian border it's about 20 kilometers to Russia. Um, food was always very big part of my life since in Finland, you normally have your own garden, you have lots of your own produce. So whenever you need, wanted or needed something, you just went outside and pick it up. I was in love with food since I've been very, very young. And you normally found me eating berries from the berry bushes on the summertime or picking, uh, picking potatoes or whatever the season was. And um, my grandma was amazing chef. Uh, whatever you needed, she had it there. She had it at the backyard. So I was always included in cooking with her or with my mom, which which was very, very interesting for me. And after that, I went to chef school since I, when I was 16. And I got a, I got a chance to go to Spain for internship. 
And I fell in even more love in cooking for different cuisines, different cultures. Uh, was all something new, uh, new for me. Uh, after graduating from uh, school, I I wanted to go back abroad. That was something what I wanted since the beginning, beginning of my childhood already. I had an auntie who was living in Spain, so I was always triggered to living living somewhere else than in Finland. So my journey was about to go to Spain, but but the holiday season wasn't on yet. So I started looking different choices and options and I found Australia, which was very interesting for me because I didn't know anything about it. I gave it a go for one year and I fell in love straight away because of the food, the multiculturalism. Everything here was different. The weather, obviously, no cold winter. Any food, what you wanted to eat was here. If you wanted Korean, if you wanted Japanese, if you wanted Spanish, whatever you can imagine, it's here. And it's actually really good as well. So you don't actually have to go in those specific countries to eat it because you can just be here. That's about it, how I got here. Okay. And so when you arrived in Sydney, you straight away went to work in the a cuisine here in the kitchen, like a professional kitchen in a restaurant? Yes, I went to the restaurant. It was in Bondi Beach called Bondi Hardware. It was more like modern Australian, kind of like a bar foodish. I was there for six months. And after that, I went to work in Chinese restaurants uh, called Spice Temple. So it was different cuisines of uh, uh, Chinese food. I was probably the only white person in there, but I really loved the food because it was so different what I had done before. And from there onwards, I I tried South South Asian food. I tried French, I tried Italian, obviously, and modern Australian. So I have done a lot of different cooking and cuisines, which I love. I love to learn everything new from every different cuisine. And so that's very intriguing. So how did you, as a young Finnish woman, to get a job in a Chinese kitchen? That's really <laughs> intriguing. So how did how did you get that job? Uh, everyone was quite surprised or everyone is always very surprised when I say that I'm a chef. Uh, I actually cook Asian food and this is my passion, but I loved it. So I gave all, all in and I realized actually I, I can cook and they put me on a big wok section. So <laughs> that was quite something different what I have never done before, but I really loved it. And the team was amazing and very, very different. That's fantastic. So what how do they they of course test you first? So you have like a test period there and they test you if you can cook and if you can actually cook like the way they want you to cook. Yeah, you just had a one day trial, 12 hours trial. For them, I think they just wanted to have someone who is passionate about cooking and who wants to learn. From there on you get to put in uh, sections what is maybe cold lauder, so you start from easy, maybe pastry. Something that is a little bit easier, and then from there you grow and you change for sections. And the final section in this Chinese cooking was um, the wok section. 
Now, then if we talk about you as a Finn working in different restaurants with the different cultures, so what features in, in uh, kind of Finnish character or Nordic character within you have kind of helped you in that journey? Because it's said that it's quite challenging to work in the kitchen many times. So what, what do you think in your own character as being a Finn has kind of helped you to to do to kind of become a part of, of all those different types of teams? Good question. Definitely it's a Finnish word called sisu, which means uh, determination, perseverance. As the kitchens can be very hard, especially in my first years, you work 15 hours a day, so you don't have break, it's very stressful, it's hectic. This sisu keeps you go keeps you going. It's like going through even a rock. Whatever you do, you push forward. So I think this kind of men- mentality from Finland, this helps helps big time in the kitchen as it's very stressful. And I think as Finns are known, we are very straight. Um, we say things straight. We don't really we don't really say all, all things beautiful and kind of hide their situation behind it. So in the kitchen, when you need to be quick, efficient, the chefs ask you one question and you need to you need to talk. You don't have time to say things beautiful. You just have to say how it is because you need to solve the problem quickly or you need to do something quickly. You have to talk straight. So this for me has been very good. Yeah, people value for for being straight and honest. Hmm. That's actually interesting that, yes, I understand the kitchen. You have to be very quick and you have to be very direct. So um, that's, yeah, I can kind of see Finnish characters, characteristics working in there well. What inspires you in when we think about food? What inspires me is just not the food. It's the whole experience in it. Since you walk inside the restaurant, or since you since you open your takeaway meal, or whatever it is, since the first impression, uh, how you see it, how you feel it, how you are treated, so it's the whole experience to getting a little bit out of your comfort zone, trying something different, trying something new, maybe, and in that time they actually feel very welcome they feel they remember these memories for a long time it's not just eating quickly having conversation about something else it's actually going in and having the whole experience around it people will remember this so it's not exactly about food of course the food is the main thing the flavors are the main thing but i believe it's the whole experience from start to finish mm, no i agree i I have to say that there are some experiences that, you know, maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that I remember I've been in certain restaurants mm. and meals from one night in Amsterdam or one night in in Taiwan. And there, there was something mm. very special because the food was so good that you always yes. remember them. But it's not, it's not necessarily the whole food but it's the whole experience as you say you know like what's the experience exactly. and what's the kind of cultural experience uh, that go with it so yeah I totally agree with you 
Mm-hmm. If you then, if we then talk about Finnish food, mm-hmm. because that's really your speciality and and you're making a fa- amazing Finnish food, uh, how would you describe Finnish food? Uh, I think one word <laughs> tells quite a lot, which is simple. Finnish food is simple, uh, fresh. I would say healthy. Uh, I think those are the main ingredients. It's clean food. There's quite bold flavors. There's not so much in it. Not like amazing mix of spices. Uh, it can be a bit salty, I guess. But but it's very basic. It's very basic and simple. Yeah, I do agree. If you think about the whole, I mean, Finland with different seasons, the food is such an experience, such an important experience for us culturally. You know, because it re- reflects to traditions. So, if you think about all different seasons, or for example, if you think if we start with springtime, so mm-hmm. what's what are the typical Finnish foods that that are served in in the springtime in Finland? Springtime is coming the new potatoes. So, spring is with the new potatoes, like a little bit later spring, new potatoes, normally with the herring, some butter some herbs example dill and then it's the homegrown peas uh, normally pea soup pea, peas in everywhere in salads asparagus is coming there so we have asparagus with with egg with anchovy sauce we have asparagus soup we have asparagus pies we have asparagus everywhere everything yeah. in Ukraine is coming to to life Yes, so this is amazing season after snow. Everything is alive. Yes, no, I, I, when, when I, th- when you describe it now, I'm, I'm, I'm like getting this amazing remembrance and experience. I really miss that. And then when we turn into summer, well, the summer is berry season first of all. So all strawberries are coming in the season. Blueberries in the forest. And this is amazing because you can just go in the forest and you can find in a few hours, you can find 10 liters of blueberries for free. And they taste amazing. They taste so good. They're wild blueberries, so they are very different what we have in Australia. Uh, also with berries, we, we store them for winter. So normally you go pick with your mom or with your grandma or even with your friends or sister. You go pick a big amount of berries and you either make a juice or you make a jam or you make or you just put them in the freezer for winter. So we also we have them on summer, but we're also getting ready for winter. Mm. And, and one thing with berries, what I love is blueberry mm. pie. You know, you pick the yes. blueberries <laughs> and then you make a pie. And, oh, my God, it's so good. Go to the summer house and then you go pick the blueberries in the morning and then for your breakfast and then put with your uh, with your muesli or whatever. And, I mean, they're amazing experiences. Everything is so fresh and it's so healthy. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, how I miss that. <laughs> yes. And then, I mean, the berry season is, of course, the, the whole summer is all about berries. And then when we get into fall, so what are the main things you think of fall and autumn season? 
And like beginning of the fall, there is still the natural herbs, which I wanted to mention. Example, nettle, what we can pick. So it grows, it grows uh, wild. I think you can grow it as well, but normally it grows wild. So we have lots of these natural herbs, which we use for cooking. And they're actually very rich in antioxidants and nutrients. There are even more nutrients than spinach. Uh, we use them for several different things, for bread, soups, pies, whatever. So Finland is very rich for this kind of natural herbs. And going more to the fall, apples, so it's summer apples or fall apples or very late, uh, late fall apples. So we have different kind of apples. Most people who has a house, they all always have an apple tree. So when I was a kid, we had a, a Korean apple and the pink apple tree. So with apples as well, we get ready for winter. We make jams or we make pies. So we just eat them straight from the tree. Also the mushrooms. Mushrooms are a big, big thing for fall. So the same thing that with the blueberries, you go out in the forest, you spend a few hours and you can find so many different mushrooms. And this is called uh, Finnish cold chanterelles, which are amazing. It's a little bit harder to find, but once you know the spot, they will grow there every year after year after year. Mm. Um, and central sauce. Oh my God. That is yes. so good. With, yes. uh, with with potatoes, it's just again something basic, and it, yes. it's so tasty. Yes, it's a very simple taste. You know the whole crayfish season. Ah, oh, crayfish. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sorry, I didn't hear well. So yes, crayfish. Of course, crayfish. End of summer, beginning of uh, fall. Uh, crayfish parties are very big in Finland. So you call all your friends. You call all your relatives for a big party of crayfish. And uh, obviously there is uh, a lot of, you normally it starts with mushroom soup. Then you go to the crayfish. Uh, a lot of snaps, like they call. I think there's vodka. a saying as well. Yeah, yeah vodka. <laughs> vodka. And then you snaps. sing songs. You know, all these yes. crayfish drinking songs. That's quite a fun experience. And, and it goes yes. all in the night time. For hours. All nights, all <laughs> nights. Yeah. Saying as well for uh, for crayfish, every every clay, every clay, every scissor get a snap. So if you have 10, 10 crayfish, you can do the math after times two. You can do the math after how many snaps you have a night. Yes, they they, <laughs> they you can feel it next day definitely, but it's a lot of fun. Yes, exactly. The autumn is all about harvest harvest time. Harvest and time. so what about winter? Winter, so we have root vegetables very, very late autumn, which all which all uh, are good on winter as well. Uh beginning of winter, cabbages, cabbages, weeds, everything, every every root vegetable is good for winter. And on winter, you normally have what you have prepared in summer so which we have pickles we have salted mushrooms we have dry dried mushrooms uh so it's varies varies what we have from summer season mm. 
and we do a lot of soups and casseroles. Yes, we as well. We're getting ready for uh, for fat layer. So everything yeah. what we have is heavy and heavy. Yes, that we don't we uh, survive the winter, cold winter. Now, when we then kind of think about now the Christmas season mm-hmm. and Christmas time. So can you describe us what is a typical Christmas table for things? What's in it? A typical Christmas table, I think, includes ham. Most of people have ham. Some people might have turkey. I think it's quite a new addition though. So ham, then you have normally smoked salmon, uh, cured salmon, called kravlax maybe if you know it better, uh, cured fishes as well. So we might have like cured white fish, cured sika. <laughs> then we have lots of different casseroles. This is very typical Finnish food. As a kid, I was a very big fan of it, but now I love. So we have example potato, sweet and potato casserole, carrot casserole, sweet casserole, liver casserole. So they are like big part of the table. And then we have a few different salads, uh, example mushroom salad which is made from, from dried mushrooms from summer. And then we have rosoli, which is a beetroot salad. So it's beetroot mixed with potatoes, carrots, and herring. This is very nice salad as well. And I'm going gonna, gonna to make that for, for me this Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, this is amazing. Yes. This is amazing. Now, we might actually put that recipe for our Listeners, uh, how to make a Finnish um, beetroot salad, I'll, I'll put it in show notes because it's easy to make here in Australia and it's really lovely, even yes. with your barbecue. Yes, amazing on the side of the meat or just by itself. That's right. How would you describe now Australian food and how does it differ from, from the Finnish cuisine? Uh, modern Australian food... I think it's an all-encompassing cuisine of inventive dishes that don't really fit in, into one bracket. It's like a collision of cuisines from around the world. There can be like French cooking technique, uh, Italian-inspired dish, but some native Australian ingredients. Um, perhaps the finishing touch is some Asian Asian season. So I think there's not really Australian, but they have like innovative cuisine, like mixed with lots of different inspirations around the world. It's normally, uh, for us, we can feel it like it's a lot. Like we feel the plates are full of different flavors as the Finnish food is very simple. So for us, we feel that maybe it's too many things inside or it's not as simple as we had before. But I'm in love in the Australian food with seafood-wise. There's amazing seafood. You can get pretty much anything, anything what you want. And it's very local, locally and it's sustainable as well. Uh, other than in Finland, we always wait for the summer 
and then you eat fish. But in here, I feel you can find different kind of fish and species uh, all year round. So yeah, this is. I think this is about Australian food. Mm. And uh, I think one of the may- most amazing things in Australia is actually the food. It is very in- yes. enjoyable. I really love it. And the other thing I love is coffee in Australia. Is yes, I'm a coffee, coffee freak. Really good. <laughs> yes. So, what is your favorite food? This is a big question. I really love Vietnamese cuisine. I love Vietnamese because it's quite simple as well. Uh, fresh. They use a lot of fresh herbs and spice. So I'm very big fan for chili and all this kind of spice. So I find Vietnamese cuisine is one of the best for me. I went to Vietnam. I did a food trip in there and I really love it. It's so tasty. Yes, I, I have to say, me too, I love Vietnamese food. Mm. Exactly, it's somehow fresh. Yes. And and uh, kind of, it's somehow it's simple and fresh as you describe it. Me too, I love it. I used to mm. actually travel in Vietnam quite a lot too. Mm. Now, so do you have like a famous chef or, or, or foodie that, you know, you follow or who would inspire you? Uh, yes, I have few. If we go with our home country, we go with the team Finland. I have two two chefs who live here. So first one is Tommy Björk. Obviously, he was my idol idol since I grew up, and I saw him all the time on TV. And he was one of the reason why I got really excited for cooking. He's here now in Australia doing his career. Um, and I met him a few times also, and he's amazing, but he's done very amazing career. He started as well in Spain, and he came to Australia and then moved to Finland and opened all of these amazing restaurants. And later on, he moved back here. So his work ethic is something what I admire. Also, I have another fellow Finnish chef here. His name is Pasi Petanen. He he's a chef behind Cafe Pasi. He has done an amazing career in here in Australia. I think he's one of the best chefs in Australia. He has uh, put a restaurant called Mark up to the highest highest levels of uh, three hats. So he has this new restaurant in Newtown. It's called Cafe Pasi. It's beautiful bistro, bistro style. Food is very, very delicious. It's playful and he's using also some Finnish ingredients. So you feel a little bit home or you are like, I know this thing, but it's not actually Finnish food. Uh, if you've never tried, I think you should go because it's so amazing. Now you have then started your own business and, and catering catering business, uh, which I have definitely experienced and you're doing an amazing job. So congratulations. What made you to start your own business? So everything started since uh, lockdown and coronavirus. Thank you for that. <laughs> Same time, not, not thank you. 
So we got in the first lockdown and all of a sudden I lost my job. I had so much time at home. Uh, I started to cook. Uh, I started to cook mostly Finnish food, what I missed because there's been some time before I was in Finland last time. Few of my friends, they got jealous and they asked me if I could bring it for them as well. So there came an idea, oh, maybe there is actually more market for it. First, I started doing these Carolian pies, which is like a, a thin rye crust filled pastry. It's filled with rice porridge, creamy rice porridge. So this is a very typical food in Finland. You can find it anywhere. You have it for breakfast, snack, or side of a meal. You can find it in any shop, any cafes. Uh, everyone freezer has normally <laughs> Carolian pies if they're lucky. <laughs> yes, uh, I agree. <laughs> I don't know anyone who don't like them. I know exactly. everybody who tries them but who absolutely loves them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So I started selling them all of a sudden. I posted in uh, I posted in a group Facebook where it's a lot of Finnish people and all of a sudden I got so many inquiries and uh, I didn't actually know how big is the Finnish community here before that. Even I had been here eight years before that. But I got quite surprised how big community we have actually here. I started, I started doing like like this little pastries, Carolian pies, and quite basic things. Then I got back to work in the restaurant. But as a side, I kept this uh, business idea going. And people started to ask me to come for their events, to cook for their birthdays. So it was mostly for the mostly the people who actually pushed me and gave me the idea. Like actually, there is there is room for something. So I kept it as a side and I started to create create an idea for it. Like create the name, everything, like maybe this can go somewhere. Obviously, the second lockdown came and I was actually quite ready for it. I had so many ideas behind my head. Uh, I started cooking this Finnish lockdown meals. Super comfort food, example, meatballs, mashed potato, lingonberry jam, or macaroni bake, macaroni casserole, um, smoked salmon, everything like very comfortable, comfortable home food. It got crazy, actually. Like I have probably about 80% of the people who bought food was foreigners, not from Finland. And my meals got sold out within an hour for the following week. The 12 weeks was actually super, super busy for me. Uh, it got my name up more and more. And for the people who hasn't even tried Finnish food, food before, I definitely love. So I have a lot of customers since from the beginning. And they always try, whenever I have something new coming, they're trying and they're supporting. So... Uh, for them as well, it's something very new, something very different. Well, I don't think there's too much in Sydney. Yeah, I think there's a good market for it. So still working on it. <laughs> It's fantastic. And I can vouch for it. You do amazing, amazing food. What do you think are the, the, the key lessons that you have learned during your 
time here in Australia. And if you think about starting your journey from eastern part of Finland to Australia, so what are the key things that you have learned about yourself and about your life? Key things what I learned from myself is probably trust yourself, trust your guts. Sometimes you feel to doubt yourself as I don't have any family here and I've created my own family for my friends and for my partner nowadays, but definitely trust yourself. Uh, it's quite big, um, big change moving somewhere where you don't know anything or you don't know anyone. And the language for me at the beginning was a bit, a bit hard, but I trust it. I trust myself at some point I will get there and some point everything will be easier. So trust yourself. Yes, uh, that's a very good advice. I, I can relate to that. I think my journey here in Australia was in the beginning was very similar. <laughs> than mm. you. you just have to keep going with your highs and, and, and lows. Well, it's been really lovely to talk to you. I will put your website in the show notes and I hope that all the listeners will have a look at your website and uh, taste your food because you're doing an amazing job. We will also put the recipe of uh, Rosoli, the beetroot salad, oh, yes. in the show notes so people can try it by themselves. It's really, really, really lovely food for Christmas. And uh, thank you so much. It's been delightful to talk to you and learn about your journey and and good luck with your with your business. And I'm sure your client base will just increase for now on. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me and. I wish everyone tries this amazing uh, beetroot salad and I wish everyone calm and peaceful time in Christmas. And thank you so much again. Thank you. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would appreciate if you would leave a quick rating and review. You can also find Nordic Insights on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Boy Hyvin, Hadi Sopra, take care.